Blog Talk Radio. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Make me to lie down in green pastures. Leave me beside the waters of rest. Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Christian Survival Radio. It's the 12th day of May, 2018. It's 8.30 a.m. on the East Coast of the United States. We're broadcasting to you today from North Central, West Virginia. Before we go to our text today, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we lift you up that all men might be drawn unto you. We ask you, Lord, to anoint our lips of clay. That the words be spoken today as you promised in your word will not come back void, but do that what you sent it to do. We thank you today, Lord. You're all knowing, you're sovereign. And God, there's nothing, Lord, that goes beyond your sight. There's nothing that you don't control and all things you hold in your hands, including our souls and our lives. And we just commit ourselves unto you, Lord, as a living sacrifice as you command in your word. And God, help us today, Lord, as the Lord's Prayer says, to forgive our trespasses. And forgive those who trespass against us, Lord. And help us, Lord, to know that you spoke in your word that as we see these things come to pass, look up because our redemption draweth nigh. We ask you, Lord, to light a fire in your body. Lord, to light a fire amongst your people. And God, your word will be preached with a great fervency and great power in these last days. Because you said signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. And you said in the last days you pour out your spirit. Upon all flesh. Lord, you said you send the former and the latter rain. And how we need you today, Lord. And help us, Lord, today to humble ourselves before you. That in due time you spoke in your word that we will be exalted. And we thank you and give you honor and praise. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. Acts chapter 3 today, beginning our text. At the name. We're going to talk about today. At the name of Jesus the most powerful name ever spoken in the universe is the name of Jesus Christ. You'll find in the Word of God that names mean a lot. You can study in the Old Testament when children were named that their names meant something. We know that Jacob was was called Sir Planner. We know that when he wrestled with God, with the angel of the Lord, who I believe was God himself, that his name was changed to to uh, Israel, which means Prince of God. So there's something in a name. We're going to talk about the most wonderful name today ever spoken. That at the name of Jesus Christ, things will happen. Not the name of any false god, not the name of Buddha, not the name of any other so-called god, but at the name of Jesus Christ. King of kings and Lord of Lords. The Bible declares the government shall be on his shoulders. Listen to me today now. And there's a staunch resistance against his lordship. 
and against his kingship. But the word of God declares that it will be established. Let every man be a liar. But let God be the truth. He declares that someday that Jesus Christ will rule from Jerusalem with a rod of iron and the scepter shall not depart from the tribe of Judah. I just told you the scripture says, and the government of the entirety of this universe will be upon the shoulders of Jesus Christ. The Bible declares, it's almost David said, my Lord said unto his son, set by my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Things are going to change in the future. We see all creation now is groaning, waiting in apprehension for what's coming. And it's all going to be done in the name of Jesus. The most important name ever spoken is the name of Jesus Christ. I know he's blasphemed, lampooned, made fun of. People say he's not the son of God, but that doesn't change the fact that he is the only begotten son of God Almighty. And he will be king and he will be judge in the future. The future, listen to me today, the future is in Jesus Christ. And if you don't know him today, then just bluntly and plainly speaking, you have no future. I'm going to say that again. You have no future except it be in the name of Jesus. Men's plots and ploys will never come to, to a head, so to speak. Men's plans will fall by the wayside. Men in their pride, the Bible declares their pride comes before a fall. Make no mistake about it. The word of God will be fulfilled. Every T crossed, every I dotted, and a period at the end of every sentence. The Bible says every jot and every tittle shall be fulfilled. Put your faith today in Jesus Christ. Use his name today. Accept him into your heart and into your life. And know that he'll be with you in your struggles. Because if, if you're on this people planet, you're struggling with something today. Everybody is under some kind of pressure, some kind of influence. Something in their lives that seems to want to be pulling them and prying them away from God Almighty. But know at the name of Jesus that things begin to happen. So we have here... In Acts chapter 3, after the infilling of the Holy Ghost, the Bible declares, and they spoke with tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. This was the infilling of the Holy Ghost, which Jesus promised. He said, go and wait ye there until you be endued with power from on high. It was the birthplace of the New Testament church. And he says, I'm the same yesterday and forever. Upon this rock I shall build my church, he told in Matthew 16, and the gates of hell will not prevail against that which I have purchased with my own blood. He see, he is the head of the church, and we are simply the body. The Bible declares that, that he is the vine and we are the branches, that all power that we need we get from him. The Bible declares, Behold, I give you power, all power over, over all power of the enemy, over sickness, over disease, to speak the ever-living word of God. The Bible declares that there's power of life and death in the tongue. So it's very important what we speak, what we utter out of our mouths. James compared the tongue the most, uh, as the most unruly member of the body, as a, as a rudder that guides a much larger ship than the rudder is but yet the influence of the tongue. So yes, it's very important what you speak. And we need to speak the word 
of God. In proclamation, the word proclamation means as a herald, as one in, in, in olden times, they would say, hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. When a judge would come on, the, on, on his bench, they'd cry, hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. A proclamation being made. We need to proclaim the word of God. So the day of Pentecost had fully come, the Bible declared. Not past, has fully come. Still, still in existence. The great manifestation of the Holy Spirit is still, is, is still available to those today that will believe. The signs and wonders did not die out with the apostles. I'm sorry. I cannot go along with that. And, you know, we've come in disagreement uh, with a lot of things, but that I will not agree with because I've seen the signs and the wonders. And I know what, what, some, what some people say, but he's still doing signs and wonders today. He's still, the greatest miracle is salvation, yes, but the gifts of the Spirit are still in operation in his body. We need to seek the fruit of the Spirit before we seek the gifts, yes. But there's nine spiritual gifts set in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I believe they're in total operation to those that will allow the Holy Spirit, will yield themselves to the Holy Spirit. Now listen to me. They will bring forth good fruit. You shall know them by their fruits, the Bible says. Try the spirits and see if they of God. The difference between, in short, the difference between false spirits that move and false spirits and the spirits of the enemy can work miracles. That's been proven when we see Moses coming into the court of of Pharaoh. But but the difference between that which is of God and that which is not of God, that that which is of God will have longevity. It's lasting. Listen to me today. Just as we live under an everlasting covenant procured at the cross 2,000 years ago. So the, the day of Pentecost had fully come. They were empowered. These men, for the most part, except for John, who had run, Peter himself, who will preach the famous Pentecostal message, denied him three times as predicted by Jesus Christ, failed. But now, but now they obeyed him and went back and waited in the upper room. And now the Bible declares they are empowered. The Bible declares that's, that's dunamis, which means dynamite power, which means power to change. The Bible declares that the apostles, when they come into towns, they would speak and say, these are the men that turned the world upside down. So we see them here in Acts 3, after the day of Pentecost, they went into the streets, went to the temple to preach. Under the Jew first, the Bible declares now Peter and John in Acts three one. Now Peter and John went up together under the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. This was, I think, three. There, there was three times of prayer: evening, morning, and noon. And a certain man. Now listen, the word "certain" there. <clears throat> it designated. You might. I guess use the word predestinated. That brings a lot of controversy, I know, but the fact is that this was the will of God. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, unable to walk, whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. He was a beggar. He had been lame and never, ever, 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 ever had strengthened his legs. Now, medical science 
declares, and we, we've seen it, that when limbs of the body are not used, they tend to wither. They tend to lose strength. <clears throat> the old saying is that which stays in motion, that which is in motion will stay in motion. The key is to keep moving. But this man was not able to move because he was lame. Lame from his mother's womb. An infirmity, if you will. The Bible declares that Jesus Christ was touched with our infirmity. Infirmity is a malady, whether it be physical, mental, psychological, whatever it might be, it's an infirmity. And Jesus died for all infirmities that men have to deal with. It's a weakness within a man. Within a fallen man, I might add, that at the fall, the curse was implemented. But Jesus himself, the Bible declares, become a curse. He who knew no sin became sin, that we might be the righteousness of God. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, and to the main entrance, which lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, and asked for alms of them that entered the temple. Probably probably a lot of days people were aggravated with him. People, there's that beggar again. You've got to look beyond this. This is just not a story per se, but, but there's a depth to this thing. You Psychologically, he was, in his mind, he said, I'm always doomed to be a beggar. This will be my life until they finally one day carry me from my house and probably put me in a potter's field or where the poor were buried. But this was going to be a special day. <laughs> this was a designated time. The Bible just says that a designated time is a kairos time. We have time that flows along chronos time, which flows along evenly, but there comes a time in all of our lives when there's a chronos. There's, a, there's an appointed time. The Bible points this out clearly that it's, a, it's appointed that a man wants to die and then the judgment. So the Bible says Peter and John were walking, and in verse 3, who's seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask of alms, or ask them for money. Commonplace, this is what he did. I'm sure he, I'm sure he uh, spoke to everybody coming in. And, and as I said before, probably some were aggravated with him. You know, I'm so tired of this old beggar every day. Why do they allow him to stay here at the gate, you know? You know, they had strength in their legs. They had strength in their limbs. You know, they weren't suffering, see. That's why the Bible says that Jesus was touched with our infirmities. He knows our suffering, <laughs> our incoming and our outgoing. He sees our private wars that we fight in our lives. He's touched with those things. He, the Bible says he's forever making intercession for me and for you. And Peter fastening his eyes with the with the I like to call it a holy gaze upon him with John. Listen, listen to what he says. Look on us. Wow. You see some boldness here. You see some boldness that before the crucifixion, before they drug Jesus off into Pilate's courtyard, before they took him to Golgotha and and uh, nailed him to the cross. And he come back and <laughs> 
first thing that Jesus said, go tell Peter, the one that just had miserably failed, like we all have. We, every one of us has miserably failed in our lives. Thank God for mercy. Thank God for grace. And now he obeyed and went back, and now the Bible says the day of Pentecost had fully come. Now he was empowered with the Holy Ghost. Now this was promised, see. John the Baptist said, I am not the one. I baptize you with water. But he that come after me, whose shoe latch, if I'm not worthy to unlatch, shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with power. This is what's lacking in the church today is power. Not power of men, but power of the Spirit. Not by power, not by my, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. The Spirit instigates power. Where his presence is allowed to to uh, to be, to be allowed. And he's not allowed everywhere in modern day churches. He, he's, he, he's confined by rules and regulations and traditions. He's confined by preachers and boards and deacon board and trustee boards and, and, uh, and, and, and advisory boards and constitutions and bylaws. And, and listen, we need all this government. I understand all that. But at the head of the church is Jesus Christ. This church that we're talking about consulted the Holy Spirit before they did anything. They knew that when Jesus said he shall lead you and guide you into all of my truth and all of my righteousness, that's a fact that he would do that. They knew that the Spirit was their guide. Now, we have a lot of, of, of I'm going to use the word a cult. Let's say you got to get in contact with your spirit guide. There's a lot of spirits out there today that would like to guide you, but they're not all of God. That's why I told you before the Bible says, try the spirit and see if they be of God. So how do you try a spirit? You, you, you size it up against the word of God. And if it deviates from this word, then it's a false spirit. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about just, just a little bit. If it doesn't line up perfectly and fit into this word, then leave it alone. Lay aside every work of evil every spirit of heaviness, everything that deviates from the word of God, come out from among them, the Bible declares, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. He says, look on us. Now, was he was he pointing, we're your answer? I'm John, I'm Peter, you know, this is John, or I'm John, this is Peter, and, and uh, we're, we're your answer? Oh, no. No, no, no. See, the New Testament church is all about lifting up Jesus Christ. And the Bible declares that when he is lifted up, that all men are drawn unto him. The Bible says in verse 5, and he gave heed. (laughs) He listened unto them. Listen. But he was expecting something other than what he got. But what he got was far greater than what he expected. (laughs) Oh, my. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Not set price, not something in concrete, but something. Just something to, to help him survive the day. Something to help him get through maybe another hour. Maybe a crust of bread. Maybe a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of silver, a little bit of gold, something he can buy some food with, something that will sustain him and keep him. But, oh, my, he was about to get something that he never expected. Verse 6, then Peter said, listen, silver and gold 
have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. No price. Price for already been paid. No contract. The contract had already, been, had already been signed in blood. The everlasting covenant was signed at the cross. That which was types and shadows in the Old Testament now has come to fruition in the New. Jesus is revealed. Jesus has come. Jesus walked and talked. Jesus ascended and said, I'll come back in like manner. Now, he said, I've empowered my church. We're living now in the church age. In the age, the dispensation, if you want to use the term, and I know a lot of people get upset over that, but the dispensation of grace and mercy. This dispensation is a time when, uh, when how God dispenses his spirit. Hebrews 1 said, of sundry times we spoke through the prophets and through the Father, but now we speak through Jesus Christ, the Lord of all. For God speaks through him. He said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee in, listen, remember we said what, the at the name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, he didn't have to say that, Nazareth. Rise up and walk. But I believe there's a point made here. Remember when they said, we found the Messiah, and, I, and when I can't remember exactly who it was, but they said, where, where is he? And they said, he, he, he's a Nazarene. We found him Nazareth, and, and, and uh, maybe it's Philip. I'm not sure. But, but he said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? He was marked by the world for failure. People even, even today say he failed. There, there are men down through the ages that said, I've come to fulfill that Jesus Christ failed his, mission, failed his mission. How ridiculous. You talk about deceived. <laughs> you talk about delusional. How can flesh and blood help anybody? Are you listening to me? Fallen man in his current status, unless yielded to the Spirit of God, can do nothing for anybody. These men were yielded to the Spirit of God. These men were baptized in the Holy Ghost. Speaking in tongues, the Bible says, as the Spirit of God gives utterance, a sign. Come on, a lot of content, I know. But there's a truth, evidence of the infilling. Okay. Okay. But he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up. And walk. What? To what? Rise up and walk. I've never walked. I'm sure it went through his mind. I've been carried ever since I was a baby. My feet have never felt strength. My legs have never felt virtue go through them or strength or power. I've never, my legs are withered. They're not worth nothing. They just dangle from my body. Listen now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. At the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm going to say it again. At the name. Hmm, get a hold of that today. At the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk a, a change that he never expected when he woke up that morning. He's not going to leave the temple like he had so many days in the past. And the Bible says... And he took him by the right hand. Now, the right hand, in, in, I believe, designates power. 
because Jesus Christ sits by the right hand of the Father, and lifted him up. Now listen, grabbed a hold of him, helped him with his faith, and immediately, now what? What's that word? Now. A bona fide miracle. All because of the empowerment of the Holy Ghost. Because obedient men and women were in the upper room and waited for the promise. And the promise came. Now they were carrying out what Jesus said to do, the Great Commission. Now, listen. The Great Commission, Jesus ordained it. But there is a staunch resistance against the Great Commission. There is a staunch resistance against the gospel. And a a lot of it is inside of stained glass windows. I make no apology for that. A lot of resistance comes from the traditions and the isms and the systems of men We take the Bible as it is, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study to show yourself for proof. Study that at the time a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And immediately his feet and ankle bones <laughs> receive strength. Why would they mention it? Because that's the first part that hits the ground. Immediately. Get a hold of that today. See, your circumstance, oh, God help us today. Your circumstance can change in an instant if you believe. If you let Jesus Christ ever increase your faith. The Bible declares that the outer man that we live in is dying daily, but the inner man is going from glory to glory to glory, that our faith should be increasing in Jesus Christ. We're going somewhere. The Bible says we have no continuing city here, that we are sojourners here, but we're like Abraham, who the Bible says was looking for a city whose builder and maker was God, whose foundation was God. Immediately his feet and ankle bones receive strength. That's great. This is a miracle. Well, God don't do that anymore. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to tell you he does. There are miracles happening today. And remember what I said? Was those guys names James James and Jambers? They they were the, the soothsayers in the court of Pharaoh and they worked miracles. What was the difference between those miracles and Moses' miracles? Longevity. Longevity. No substance in their miracles. Just just, just a bygone, just an illusion. You understand? No substance. No morrow in a, you know, within those bones. Nothing to hold on to. But see, the miracles of Jesus Christ are everlasting. Everlasting. Those that the sun set free is free indeed. Okay. Verse 8. And he leaping up, <laughs> leaping, jumping up, stood and walked. <clears throat> I don't know how old he was. 
He was a grown man. 30s, I don't know. Never had walked. But at the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the name that needs to be invoked in the churches today, in the world today, that the power of that name needs to be preached, that his blood needs to be preached, that all things go to him because he's the head of the church and, and, and there's no power outside of him, that he must be preached, that all men might be drawn to him, that he is the gospel, the good news. And he leaping up and stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. If you've been crippled all those years, you'd be preaching praising God too, pardon me. Listen, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. So so what? What's in the commitment? Because he'd never walked before. He probably never praised God before. He probably didn't say a whole lot of things except alms. Do you have a little bit for me? Can you help me here? His head was probably always down. He was probably in a spirit of depression and oppression. He laid there every day at that temple wondering why, as he saw people walk, listen to me today, as he saw people walk by with strength in their legs, why can I not have strength in my legs? Why was I born this way? Possibly bitterness had entered into his life. I don't know his spiritual state, but it couldn't have been good. couldn't have been good. I don't, I don't know if he heard about what had happened in the upper room. I don't know. Now, because of the, listen to me, because of the name of Jesus, not the name of a denomination, not the name of a man or a preacher or a teacher or a prophet, but because of the name of Jesus, this man walks and leaps and praises God. He's probably in heaven right now, still doing the same thing. You might meet him one day, I'm just saying. You might meet him one day and say, you're the one, huh? That's me. I'm still I'm still leaping. I'm still praising. And I know that it happened in the name of Jesus. You point to the exalted Christ. The one that sits on the throne. And all the people as a witness, as a as a, as a sign, as a wonder, saw him walking and praising God. And they all knew that it was he which set for alms at the at the beautiful gate of the temple. Listen, and they were filled with wonder and amazement. <coughs> pardon me, at which had happened unto him. But it happened in the name of Jesus. And then Peter began verse eleven, began to preach the Pentecostal sermon. He told him down in verse fifteen. He says, "And you all killed the Prince of Life." That's an, that's another one of his names, the Prince of Peace. They call him Shiloh. There's so many, so many of his names. God Almighty, Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace. Y'all killed the Prince of Life, whom God has raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. Verse 16, and this, and his name, and his name, and through faith in his name, and at his name, and through faith in his name. Listen, what it's twofold. And at his name, and faith in his name. Do you have faith today? In the name of Jesus, or you know, down through the years, the church has come out with a lot of uh, I call them fads, or maybe quick fixes, or antidotes that you know do this or do that. You know, stand on your right foot, stand on, hop up and down, do the hokey pokey, jump or I don't know. But there's so many things today, and so much flesh that moves in the house of God anymore. 
that people can't recognize the true spirit of God. But he said in these last days he'll pour his spirit upon all flesh. Those that want to receive, he's having a church without spot, without wrinkle. There will be, I believe, a last day's time of signs and wonders and revival when Jesus Christ will reveal himself, and even in a greater measure in America, in the United States. There's miracles happening all over the world. In other countries, the dead are being raised. The difference between us and other countries, they have to depend on him totally, even for a crust of bread. And the fact is that America's just not hungry enough. Okay. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And and his name and his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong, whom you see and know ye the faith which is by him hath given him listen, this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. At the name of Jesus Christ. Then he goes on telling to repent, read 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 the rest of that chapter, chapter 3. But at the name of Jesus Christ. In Matthew 19, 26, Jesus said, But Jesus beheld them and said to them, With men, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. God instituted the church. This was the plan of God. The Bible declares, Jesus said, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced therein. He saw the far off. Read the book of Hebrews. The Many of them, they died in the faith, not seeing what they believed. But now they see because of the fulfillment. The Bible declares he took captivity of captivity captive. Philippians chapter two, verses nine through ten. Wherefore God, Paul speaking, also have highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Read that again. Wherefore God, talk about Jesus Christ, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. God has highly exalted him. Set by my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. And given him a name which is above every name. I didn't write the book. Every so-called Messiah. Messianic, those with Messianic complexes, what do you want to call them? Calling themselves the Messiah. Ridiculous. But Jesus said, lo, they will say I'm here, and lo, I am there. But he said, go not. See, it's going to take discernment to get to the end of this age. And discernment only comes through the Holy Spirit, see, through the Holy Ghost. Wherefore, God have also might exalted him and given him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus... <clears throat> Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Listen, this encompasses everything. Read it again. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, how many knees? Every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. The Bible also says every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is is Lord. So there's power in that name. In the book of Acts, chapter 4, verses 10 through 12 says this, Be it known unto you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before you. Talk, talk about this. Talk about the lame man. Lame no longer. Did this man stand here before you whole? 
How? By the name of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow. Listen to me today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of his finished work, in the name of the way the, the one that come and conquered. The Bible declares that he put all powers and principalities to an open shame. And that's the cross. He defeated the powers of darkness for our sake. For this reason was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. This is the stone, verse 11. This is the stone which said it not of you builders, which has become the head in the corner, rejected of men, the Bible declares. Daniel saw the vision at, 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 at the end of that great image that, that, that God showed Nebuchadnezzar. He said, and there's a stone come out of the mountain made without hands that will crush all, every kingdom. And all things will crumble at his feet. He is the stone the builders rejected. Upon this rock, he said, bedrock. He said, Peter, your name is Petra, little rock. He said, I am the bedrock. And upon this rock I shall build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. The men reject him, said it not. The builder said it not. He, he wasn't in their, in their minds worthy to be accepted as the head of the corner. But yet God deemed him worthy, so he sat at the head and the corner. It's what God says. Listen, listen to me today. He's sovereign. He does what he wants to do. You listen to me. He's God all by himself. He is from everlasting to everlasting, all-knowing, knowing the beginning from the ending. Verse 12, Acts 4, verse 12, neither is there salvation. Now listen, I didn't write this. There's no other way. Well, that's narrow-mindedness. I'm telling you what the Bible says, and I believe what the Bible says. Let every man be a liar, but let God be the truth. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. At the name of Jesus, whosoever shall call on the name of, of Jesus shall be delivered and shall be set free. If you confess him, Jesus Christ, with your mouth, if you believe in your heart that God Almighty, through, a quickening, through his quickening spirit, resurrected Jesus from the grave, if you believe today, he sits by the right hand of the Father, just waiting. He's exalted, the Bible declares, just waiting to come back And rapture his church. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Oh, God. The quickening. First Corinthians chapter 15. Read of the resurrection. Said, I know that my brother will be resurrected at the resurrection. Jesus said, no, I am the resurrection. I am the power. I am the life. No man comes into the Father unless he comes through me. If you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, repent of your sins, ask him into your heart and your life, renounce all evil and all affiliations with evil. Will there be a lot of feeling? I don't know. Some people there aren't, some people aren't. But the Bible says you'll be born again, and there'll be a change. When people are born again, they're not the same person that they was. The Bible says there's an old man and there's a new man. The old man takes off and the new man takes over. There's a metamorphosis that takes place when you give your heart and life to Jesus Christ. But Satan will always be there to resist you. 
Satan will always be there to deny you and tell you that you wasn't saved. But we walk by faith and not by sight. It's not all we can touch, handle, or feel, but it's what we believe. And faith, and faith is a shield today. The Bible declares that faith is the shield that we use today. We believe, as Jesus said in Matthew 19, 26, but Jesus beheld them and said to them, with men it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. I don't know if this man was treated by some doctor. I don't know if Paulus was put on his legs, and, and maybe they, they chanted something. Maybe they got some kind of ointment somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what they did. But the fact is, until the name of Jesus, my Lord, was spoken over his life, nothing changed. Until the name of Jesus is spoken over our lives, nothing will change for the good. All things change, but without Jesus, they'll change for the bad. So look unto him today, the author and the finisher of yours. Call upon the name of Jesus, and whosoever shall call upon that name shall be delivered, shall be set free. This is such an in-depth study. There's so many scriptures on this today, but study what's, what, what's in the name, that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, things happen. Even today, in 2018, that name is the greatest name ever spoken and should be invoked with power and with authority in every church house in this world, especially in the United States of America, at the name of Jesus. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We thank you, Lord, that you not, did not withhold your precious Son, that he came, he conquered, he sits by your right hand, he's waiting to come back, and you gave us authority and even a mandate to speak the name of Jesus. Not to speak our name, no other name, but to speak the name of Jesus, <clears throat> by which that name today still changes lives. And we thank you for that today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Study to show yourself approved. Study about this name and speak that name in your life. Speak that name over your family. Plead the blood of Jesus, the finished work of Jesus Christ. Because there's power. There's life-changing power in the name of Jesus and his finished work. God bless you until next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.